All right, I'm ready. Go ahead. You're listening to episode 119 of both. Really? That's what it says, right? Nope. That's three die block. That's like, welcome in that you shit. literally listened to it two seconds ago. I know. Okay. It's welcome to episode 18. 119. Ah, oh, fuck. See, I can't I, get, I'm too old. You can't program me anymore. I know. I'm stuck. Well aware. <laughs> <laughs> Try it again. Welcome to episode 118 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. That's on episode 119. What did I say? 118. No, I... God damn it. All right, start over. Welcome to episode 119 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. That likes to do things three times to get correct. <laughs> or from the land of Norska, whichever one you want to go with. <laughs> Hello, I'm Scott Prime, and with me is Steve Kilowagi Campbell. Hello, Steve. Hello, Scott. How's it going? It's going good. How's, how's life for you? Interesting, as always. Uh, girlfriend and the kids are here. Um, it's been interesting going. It's been good. It's been some contacts with police due to kids <laughs> being kids that's uh fun nothing major thank god um my job just ended so i'm off for two weeks and then i start a new job which is another promotion so that's cool man it's gonna be like a half a year and you're gonna be running the company every time i talk to you you're like i'm about to get a I mean, you're not wrong either it's other people in the company have said that they're like, oh, I, I need to ask you a question, but I'm sure, you know, six months from now, I'll have to say sir in front of it because you'll be my boss. I'm like, well, hopefully. I would oh, like more good, money. Right? Yeah, definitely. Still get to work from home? Yeah, still get to work from home. Um, if it wasn't for COVID, I would be flying to Green Bay for two weeks for training. So that kind of sucks. Is that good or bad? I would love to take a two-week vacation on the company's dime. So. Okay. I mean, I figured they would fly me out, give me a rental car. I'd be in Green Bay. Uh, he said that they used to take him to the stadium and show it off. So that would That's have been neat. awesome. Even as a Bears fan. Like, I don't have that innate hatred of the Packers. Well, that's good. And I could hold it oh. over Drew's head. You could hold it over whose head? Drew. Oh, he's, that's He's true. a big Packhead. Has, has Drew ever been to Green Bay that we know of? I don't know. Never asked. Surely he has. He's he's Why? got money. Yeah, he's, he's got a... money, man. He's rich. I don't know about all that. <laughs> I bet he has more money than me. So, well, that's not saying much, is it? Oh wow! I'm just saying. Right. And neither one of us are sitting. You got more savings than I do. Trust me. <laughs> I get a lot of inducements wherever I go. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so, speaking of, uh, your job has somewhat settled down for a while. Maybe well, like two weeks. So, you know, it went from like, this is going to be really busy for two weeks to 
it turned into eight weeks. And just this last two weeks, I got to work, have two whole weeks of working daytime mm-hmm. with no with no doubles and no overtime. And I changed my preferences at work so I would not get overtime because um, you can volunteer for it automatically. And just this week, they started piling overtime back onto those people who want it. Jeez. And so I avoided overtime then. And in a couple of weeks, I'm going to work a few nights that they claim will only be for the end of that week. But we <laughs> will see what happens. Well, you were actually able to get a Blood Bowl game in. I was. Um, so I met up with Jeff Hunt, a um, uh, guy down here in Norman, who's recently got in. He bought Blood Bowl when it was 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, he was trying to get his uh, kids to play it with him and stuff. And then... Um, they didn't really show a lot of interest. So I think kind of Jeff phased out and was trying to do things with them. Um, so they got back into magic and stuff like that. And then uh, recently Jeff was like, my kids are getting older. It's time for me to do my own stuff. And uh, good. so he got back into blood bowl. He commissioned, uh, he bought the uh, penguins team. That's mm-hmm. the Norse penguins team. And uh, he got that painted and he was really excited to play a game. He, he met um, uh, William Schaefer, one of our locals. And they played a, a practice game and he wanted to play another practice game. And I actually had some time come free and I said, man, we got to do it now if we want to do it. <laughs> so we got together and uh, I built a, um, I was bummed. I wasn't able to go. I already had a commitment with D and D. So. Yes. Uh, so I built a old world Alliance team. Cause I just got my painted old world Alliance team in the mail. Oh, you did the whole yes. team. What's that? The whole team. Yeah. I got the whole team painted. Oh, I have, um, those. I have a couple of extra pieces coming, like star players, coach, yeah, stuff like that. So not the uh, whole team. Right, but the whole <laughs> functional team. Okay, I got you. I have like uh I have two models for ogres. So I have a Grack and Crumpleberry painted now, but they also are meant to be painted in the same color. So I could use them for this old world alliance team. I That's have cool. the new ogre model painted as well, and the new tree man model painted as well nice um so then i had a couple of extra halflings of the new halflings i don't know where i got those to oh i know where i got them i got them from the old world alliance team that i bought oh yeah that that's right um so i was happy to use the uh the models for that because because i like the new halfling models but i have the old halfling models and they're nice too so it's cool to use some of the new dwarfs and some of the new halfling models and stuff like that. I still need to paint color bands for easy identification, not only for my opponent, but for myself. Yeah. Because while the new dwarfs are cool and stuff, they're a little hard to tell apart for at least me. Oh, for the actual dwarf positions? Yeah, yeah. just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um I went with colors very similar to the uh, ones on the box because I, of course, love the color purple. And so purple and white, I don't have a team like that. So he got it really close to that. And with the um, on the dwarves, uh, what he did was is, is he painted each jewel kind of like I'm going to paint the base of the, the dwarf blitzer red. So the jewels on the dwarf blitzer are red. Oh, and like awesome. for the linemen, linemen are green. Yeah. So they have green jewels. Uh, the troll slayer is still going to probably be in a aggressive color of some sort but he painted those black since the uh, troll slayer wants to die you mm-hmm. know in battle so anyways i love little touches like that yeah so they're just little subtle things but i, I realized playing that i need to know what these guys positions are as clear as day um yeah. 
Alan also, uh, I got him painted by Alan Benningfield and, or, and, uh, he also used, uh, decals. And so I used like the ones with the shields on yeah. the little decals for the lineman models because they're going to be on the line, you know? Yeah. And stuff like that. And then like ones with the ball would be for like the catcher and the blitzer and stuff like that. So I, cr- I tried to make use of all the little pieces of that. It's really awesome and weird at the same time to have decals on your miniatures because the numbers look so slick. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And- so an uh, interesting thing just to tack on while I'm thinking about it. I saw someone on Reddit actually have a really cool idea. Their name is Adventure Cop, K-O-P-F. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me see if I can show you these. Probably not easy. Okay, see the base? Uh-huh, uh, they have see those the bases. They little have the rounded numbers on them. Uh-huh. Thumbtacks. Take a thumbtack, cut off the top, and you have a little rounded base that you can stick onto the edge of the, the base to write a number on. Hmm. That is interesting. Yeah. I mean, they look cool, the uniform. You just have to be able to paint very tiny. But I would, I would not have guessed those were thumbtacks. So. No, uh, it looks great. So I just wanted to throw that out there for anyone. So anyways, yeah. I, got, I got to finally use my team. I decided not to take the ogre. I took uh, a tree man. Uh, of course, I took a halfling. I took some uh, dwarves, uh, like the blitzer, the troll slayer, and the blockers. And then, you know humans i did the catcher thrower blitzer and then lineman um so quickly right off the bat uh for one turn i cheated because (laughs) you know (laughs) here's the deal oh it's been so long since i played i'm not cheating i'm just forgetful okay steve what does the old world alliance blocker have on his skills um that uh animosity (laughs) <laughs> okay they have a skill called brawler they don't have block okay <laughs> uh i made two blocks where we of course playing against norse and you know i was like block block and we moved on <laughs> and even jeff didn't realize it and then yeah. we realized it after a whole turn so i kind of cheated for a couple of turns uh they have brawler which is you get to re-roll one of the both downs dice into something else yeah so if you roll a boat down, you can re-roll that die. So in theory, nothing different might have happened, but could have been better, could have been worse. Could have been worse, could have been better, could have been worse. I think I won the game three nothing. Yeah. Jeff so. had like skull re-rolls, double skulls, re-roll skulls. Um very interesting is like you know, having this like uh arm was it arm grab, arm breaker, arm bar. whatever arm bar skill. Yeah. That was interesting instead of having tackle. I, it really makes me wish they would not have called these, uh, you know, Old War Alliance dwarf blockers. They should have called them something else. And maybe they actually are in the book. I can't remember. No. But I was doing everything by paper, so I wrote them down as dwarf blockers. Gotcha. Um, interesting, though, is the ability to now use multiple rerolls in the same turn. Because I can't tell you how many times I went, oh, he used a reroll. He's in trouble. Yeah. And then he did something else and failed. And I was like, all right, turn over. And he's like, no, I can still use a reroll. Yeah, I still don't know if I like that. 
Well, in this case, every time he did it, like he had really bad dice. So <laughs> when he failed a reroll or when he rerolled something, he for sure failed it again. Wow. <laughs> almost almost all the time. And in that one turn, he heavily committed to something. I think he used two or three rerolls in a turn. And you know, so from that aspect, it was great for me. But yeah. at the same time, I boy, I don't know, man. It's gonna make some tournament games very interesting. Yeah, for sure. You get to that final play and you're like, I really need this. I mean, like a really good coach with like Sid with two rerolls in their back pocket, you know, and then yeah, <laughs> like, so um, anyways, it was fun. I, I had a lot of fun using the new team and stuff. My treatment caused some casualties. We went ahead and played out like we did stats and we did some skills and I like tried to save. I had a blitzer that it was one point away from picking a skill so i chose not to take a skill with him okay and with the i had some linemen that just got some points so i was like let's go random and i ended up getting kick and block which would have been amazing if this was a league game for sure um anyways a lot of fun Uh, jeff was new i think we played you know maybe three hours but i i cooked in the middle of it we weren't in a hurry right so like i don't know old school days yeah, I don't. If we were up at the shop, we probably would have got it in at two hours, two and a half hours, and stuff. So, Brian, anyways, and Alan a and lot Hep. of fun. I love the little penguin models, and yeah. that, and I have to admit, at the same time, I hate them because there's so many different sculpts. Sometimes they're hard to tell apart. Yeah, that's where ring base colors help. Right, and um, but anyways, overall, it was fun playing Blood Bowl. I had a great time. Um, hopefully, after I get back on va- from vacation. Maybe we can start the seeds of a new league. Where are you going on vacation? I'm going to the state of Florida. I'm going to the same place we went to last year. (laughs) Same area and stuff that me and the girls went to last year. Why not not go somewhere new? uh, Jen and the boys are going this year. So they didn't go with us last year. And her boys have wanted to go to the beach. My children have been asking me to go to the beach for months. Okay. And I said, we're not going to go back there because we're going to do something else. And when it, it worked out that all of us could go, okay. I just went ahead and said, if everybody else wants to go to the beach, but me, that's cool. And, you know, I like some of the shops in the area and stuff like that. So, and food. So I don't care. Yeah. I'll go by the ocean again. I mean, okay. I mean, this, t- this time I might not even get into the dang ocean because it's just a, a toilet for millions of creatures for millions of years. But, Very true. Um, other than that, I'll still have a good time. I'm already, I have, you know, stores I want to go shop at. We have restaurants picked out. Uh, we rented actually the same like uh, apartment house thing oh, that cool. I did last time. So Airbnb. Yeah, so it's all gonna be familiar, which is good for me because I like being in a comfort zone. Yeah, that, that, I so. I can understand that. And Jen's been. I mean, like when Jen was little, uh, her parents went to some type of beach atmosphere i guess almost yearly so that was kind of their jam so she hasn't been in a long time and that's cool i guess the boys have never been so it'll be a good vacation it's i mean we've already me and jen's already discussed like you know the kids are gonna drive us nuts because they're all butthole teenagers mm-hmm. and she's like of course they are she's like but we're gonna make a memory for them and you know <laughs> they're least- also old enough that they could stay at the beach house by themselves if they need to and we can sneak off for an hour or so and go for a walk or whatever we need to do and so. it's not disney so it's not seventy five thousand dollars. <laughs> it is for sure not disney and it's also for sure still not cheap yeah but um the timing just worked out right so i'm, I'm 
I'm definitely looking forward to taking a break and going on vacation, which is going to, people have already asked if I'm going to Austin on May 8th. And the answer is no, we'll get that out here instead of like during the shout outs. Uh, that's just because we're saving some money and trying to do other things before we go on vacation. So. Yeah, I get that. So well, uh, hopefully we can record something before then. I mean, it has been a little hectic lately. No, life's, <laughs> life hasn't really been like awful. No, it's, it's just been, been like busy, crazy, super busy at all moments. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that. I don't, I'm ready for a day where I have nothing to do. And I haven't had that in these last two weeks at all. So like, so. I have, I'm off work for two weeks. I have vacation and stuff so I can cover it, but. If anyone would like to donate, feel free to go to the website. Um, but just the fact that tomorrow I don't have to wake up to an alarm, there will be no kids in the house, and I can go watch a movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go watch King Kong versus Godzilla. I haven't been in the theater in a year and a lot. I can't remember. I just went I think, to the theater this week, Steve. I think a year and a half. It was a year and four months because it was Christmas the before wow. COVID that I went last. I know. I saw that. Yeah, I went and saw... Um, there's Slayer. an anime called Demon Slayer. Yeah. And I'm not even going to begin to try to give you the title of the movie. It's some type of demon train or something like that. Uh, Jennifer's youngest son really likes that anime. And he didn't even know it was coming to theaters for like a short week. And uh, I told her about it and I took him and my youngest daughter and uh, he had a blast. Me and my youngest daughter, she was tired and we were confused because man, you (laughs) can't just go watch an anime movie without knowing much. And so I had to say like, if it's related to the TV show, they don't fill you in at all. No, 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 no. Not, not one drop. So I had to ask, Silent questions like, okay, is the firehead guy good guy? Yes, he's the good guy. Okay. <laughs> You're the annoying old man in the theater. Well, why did you I come if you like don't know questions? it? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I actually, I still had kind of fun watching it because it was actually like a, at times it was like some very beautiful artwork. Yeah. And at other times it was like very simple anime. But, anyways, it was not, it felt good to be in the theater. You yes. know, like, I mean, we were spaced out, and I don't know if that was on purpose or if yeah. there wasn't that many people in the theater. No, they, they keep couples chairs in between people. Okay. Yeah, so it's one of the reasons I feel safe going. I've got the vaccinations. Most responsible people do anymore. Um, and I'm just going to watch King Kong versus Godzilla. And I'm going to have some popcorn and probably a soda, and I'm going to spend way too damn much money on crap I don't need. But, uh I mean, it's... The theater is my getaway every Christmas, every birthday, and mm-hmm. not having it the last couple of holidays, that hurts me more than not seeing relatives. I'm <laughs> like, I love my family, but I want to go watch movies. Right. <laughs> well, good. Good for you. Yeah. And then I get to work on the garage and turn that into an office and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I got, I mean, really, I could I could use just two days off of, like, in the middle of the week, because mm-hmm. the weekends are so busy, just to maybe clean the house. So Yeah, I know. So, I, same feeling. But, 
it is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Are you ready to talk to the, some wonderful? I mean, we got a lot of new Blood Bowl stuff. We do indeed. About. So to get back to the episode, uh, first segment, we're going to be talking about what new stuff has come out. Give a kind of high level review on some of it. And then second segment, we're going to go into a little bit more detail on the spike. And then the last segment, we're going to do a team review on the undead. And then finalize it with some shout-outs. Sounds great, man. Let's take a break and we'll come right back. Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at wizardsnorman.com. Welcome back, and we're going to be talking about the new stuff that just came out as of, what, last, this weekend? Last weekend? Um, Not this weekend right now, at this moment where we're recording, but the last weekend, yes. <sighs> Man. And what sucks, too, is GW sent us material in advance so that we could, you know, post about it. And we did post about it, but we just weren't able to get together. And it's hard because I love them. They send us stuff. It's awesome. I was the first one, one of the first people in the world to have the Death Zone and the Spike and some other stuff they sent. But when there's two of us and we can't get together on the schedules, like I read it and then try to hand it off to you and you find time to read it and then try to find time to record and it just didn't work. It's just like, ah, damn it. Right. But it just happens. Yeah. I mean, but you know what? We're going to talk about it today and (laughs) we're going to probably talk a little bit about it. Maybe even next episode. So on and so on. So, um, so first off for a list of things that came out, we have Imperial nobility team, Imperial nobility dice, black orc team, black orc dice, Varag Gulchuler, uh, by, by himself, Griff Oberwald, by himself, the two refs, by themselves, together, I guess, by themselves together, that makes sense, uh-huh. the sevens pitch, cards for each team, a death zone book, and a spike. Did I miss anything? Not that I'm aware of. So if you picked up everything, that's about four or $500. <laughs> I mean... Yeesh. It's a couple hundred for sure, right? It makes me... Like, I was so tempted to buy multiple boxes of the 2020 edition just to part them out. Because I know you can. And I've seen people who did that and it worked. And I've also seen people who did that and sat on them. But Mm -hmm. now there's... I mean, there's everything. The only thing you can't buy, because the red dice were released earlier, are, I guess, the clear green dice. was the only thing you can't buy separately. Right. I guess technically that pitch. Um, I was shocked. Um, we actually had some people at the store pre-order, you know, like the nobility team or the black orc team. And I was mm-hmm. like, did not everybody in the world pick up the new box set? Cause it was such a great value. Yeah. I can't believe they didn't. Um, but I mean, I guess maybe at the time, maybe somebody couldn't afford that and just picked up the rule book, yeah. you know? So I can't blame them really, but I think, but here's the flip side to that. I, at one moment, I was thinking, like, why didn't they just get this all in the box set? It'd be cheaper. I mean, like a better value overall. Yeah, for sure. And then at the same time, it's like, it's nice that they released these so people who 
don't ha- want to spend the extra forty dollars to get what they to get the great value quote. Yeah, you know they'd rather just have the the book in one of those teams. It's great for them too because now they can do that with ease. <laughs> Still seems like you should just pay the extra thirty forty bucks and buy the whole thing. Well, I mean that's just <laughs> me and your mentality, but I mean there is somebody out there who you know they go, oh that's a lot of money. I can afford a hundred dollars, but not this much. You know? Yeah, I get it. Um, so the cards, we didn't buy the cards. We're not going to buy the cards. Stop putting in those stupid little things. <laughs> the cards we did not buy at all. Um, somebody recently even messaged me about like how great the halfling cards are and they're going to take advantage of the halfling cards. Mm-hmm. I think maybe. And the I dwarf just, ones are so good. And there's now cards that says, if you draw a card, you get to substitute this whole deck for the ones you get to draw from whatever. I don't care. Right. I mean, I'm not so worried about it because really nobody took cards anyways around here. So. No. Um, and sure, I might be missing out on some cool fluffy things, yeah. but like, it's just not, it's just not worth it. No, I would, I had that mentality for a long time that felt, you know, I had to buy everything because of the podcast, you know, want we want to give you guys the best review, best information, but we really don't read all the cards anyways because we don't want to infringe on gw's you know rights we don't want to just be sitting out here going well then the next card is this and the next card is this and this is what this does so then it just becomes well i don't really want to spend 40 dollars for cards i'm never going to use right and if you love the cards that's good i'm glad somebody i like i still don't think anybody uses the blank cards no someone said they did but whatever um so the black orc dice look kind of like metallic with the green yeah kind of hard to read the imperial nobility ones are pretty cool i like the imperial nobility a lot better than the black orc ones yeah maybe i have old man eyes like you said they're easier to read um they got kind of that burgundy color and stuff so they're just a nice looking color but yeah yeah uh the boxes Um, are no different than what you get in the in the actual box set to my understanding what's that the box teams there's uh-huh. no different at all right not that i know of um and the same and with I the ha- stars and the refs right they're exactly the same i still think that's cool because if i would have known they were going to come out with a separate box of like a their gold chewer i might have bought an extra one to like make him like a troll for some this positional or that positional so yeah but really and no discredit to GW, but enough people bought the boxes and are parting it out that why would I spend, how much were the stars? 35? They were pretty pricey. Why would I spend that much when I could just go on eBay and buy a loose one for like 10 bucks? Right. I mean, well, they're, they're plentiful out there, I'm sure. Right. Um, the refs, I still think is a cool idea. I know they come in the box set, but... Yeah. They're good models to use as coaches. Yeah. And they really want people to have coach models now. So I mean they do look cool. I like the I like the new packaging as I'm showing it up to the camera. Yeah, I agree with you. I at first it didn't feel the same and you know, and so I was like hesitant, but I really like how it's looks a little bit cleaner and stuff. So pops yeah. pops on the shelf too. Um for sure. Seven's seven's pitch at 
part of me is like, I don't need this. I'll never need this. And then at the same time, I'm like, sure, I'll take it. Because now that there's an official set of rules, which right. we'll talk about later, uh, there might actually start to be more sevens stuff in there. And I, for the little bit I looked at, and I mean, I glanced at it. So I'm not, it didn't look like they changed much. And at the same time, it looks like it's changed a little bit. Yeah. We don't know enough about the old sevens to really say we'd have to look into it. So if you're an expert on the old sevens, Jeffro, or someone who's ran a tournament about sevens, (laughs) Luft, right. Or whoever, um, James Luft, (laughs) Brian too. Um, yeah. If you'd like to, let us know. Yeah. I wish we could schedule people, but it's just been so hard to schedule with us. Um, We're still working on like five other ideas of scheduling people. It's just been hell. Um, so we covered the cars. Yeah, we covered the, so the sevens. The, the, sorry, the sevens pitch. Their sidelines are so tiny. They're so, so tiny. I haven't officially bought mine yet from the store. So. Oh. Yeah, I posted a photo on both down which you know you would think you'd see on facebook you would think i'm sure i saw it it's really thin they're so tiny but also it's only six turns or whatever right but 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 i honestly don't remember you posting (laughs) maybe i didn't i don't know i'd like i like that they did that though i would rather pick i picked it up like i legit paid money for the sevens pitch where i absolutely would not have for the regular pitch Really? You would not have no, I haven't. bought it? Oh, that's true. We have it in the box set. So. Yeah, I mean, why? Okay, that makes sense. It's like buying the second version of the other one that came out. Was it Halflings that came out again? Mm, yes. Yeah, why With would the I do that? Packaging. I mean... I got you. Um, Death Zone. That came out, and we'll talk more into... Well... Yeah, well, let's just go I guess into... we're, we're going to talk about it here, right? Because we're yeah. talking Spike next next segment. We're so. not going to go deep into Death Zone because there's a lot to go into, so we'll leave most of that for next time. Yeah, I'm going to let folks know right now, if you want to talk Death Zone with me, luckily, because Steve was delayed uh, recording the podcast and feeding his family and doing some family stuff, that I got to read the first, like, 13 pages of the book, which to me so far has been amazing because it covers the fluff of the old world like the areas the actual areas themselves and it's awesome they even mentioned norska and norska men was that what they're called norska men or stuff like that and a lot of this fluff was the same overall arcing idea that was back so so my experience with like fluff and the warhammer the old world warhammer universe comes from their old role-playing game that was published like early 90s late uh 1980s yeah um me and my friends played that and they had like a timeline of stuff that talked about how the the slant came to the world and the gates were broken and the chaos gods and this and mm-hmm. that a lot of this semi lines up with that but in the tongue-in-cheek way of now, like, nobody wants to really go to war because they love Blood Bowl so much. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it it reinforces the old stuff while adding some of the new stuff. It renames Norse to Norska. So I'm fine with that. They kind of did that when Norse. they went to uh, third edition. They called the norse team the norska rampagers i yeah. thought in the box set well yeah but that's i mean now it's more official 
Right. They, I mean, they call the, this is the first time I remember this and I could be wrong. This is the first time I've heard them call the Dawi czar. If I'm saying that right, mm-hmm. D-A-W-I, czar, Z-H-A-R-R, the, the Chaos Dwarves. Right. They kind of gave them a name. That's the first time I've heard that as well. Um, so that was really neat. Which you know, they still, are they talk Chaos up, Dwarves in the, they're not in the game currently, are they? I mean, they they're are the in the team of legends. Yeah, the team of legends, they're not. They haven't no. been brought back out, so. No, and I. I think by reading this fluff, there's a lot of hope that they're going to for sure fill in those teams. We're just going to have to be patient. Yeah. The only thing that is noticeably lacking is any Amazonian references. No Amazon uh, references. uh, No heart. No, nothing that I remember saying anything about vampires. Oh, no. None of that either. Um, Um, More sea elf references, though. And then some fishmen references. Yeah. Um, this fluff is pretty dang good. Um, yeah. There's times where I feel like, and I don't want to, if the the person who wrote this, there's no way I could do this. So I hats off to you because it's really good. But there's every now and then in these things, especially when they like to talk about certain things, it almost feels like they repeat the same thing they just said mm-hmm. in a different way. <laughs> and they do sometimes. And... Um, Okay, so I'm not the only one that kind of notices no. that. It's more prevalent, especially in the spikes. When And most recently, yes. they've been doing that with... They do the spotlight, the team spotlight, or the star mm-hmm. player spotlight. And then the different highlights underneath it are just rehashes of the same thing. Right. And I'm, I'm like, not knocking it, but them for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this, this fluff is really good. This made me... I'm glad that you got at first I was mad that we didn't start recording earlier and then I read this and I was like god I want to play some Blood Bowl (laughs) yeah it covers I mean the areas the dark lands the bad lands the land of the dead uh Euthanian or however you Euthlin or whatever I can't pronounce it Nagrith yeah Lustria the chaos wastes I love how Lustria is like they have air conditioning systems yeah they mentioned and that, like it's also where football started. Which, if you look into the history of football, like the Incans had, you know, games like that, or the Mayans, whoever it was. Yeah, so I thought that was very interesting. You know, like if you travel to Lustria, you're shocked that like they have all these kind of technological mm-hmm. things, and they have like, what does it say? It said uh, disembodied voices making guest announcements and boxes that blow cool air to fend off the tropical heat. <laughs> yeah, love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so hats off already to the fluff in this thing. Um, should we just go kind of like section by section as we go yeah. through here? It's got new inducements, which are pretty much the old inducements. Just updated with the new 2020 rules, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, in terms um, of coaching staff. Now, did you read the whole book? I have. Doesn't mean I remember oh. everything. Okay. I was just curious if there's any, at any point, if you say something sticks out, just let me know. Yeah. So, yes, it looks like they kind of like said, that we know we had all these inducements. Everybody's going to have questions. Here they are. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> like all the inducements from all the spikes. And then we had uh, the biased refs that you can hire. There's tons of those things. Mm-hmm. We got all the different types of wizards in one place. Right. Um, page 40, you have the fabulous freebooters. 
And at the so, very beginning here, it says something about like, you know, these rules replace what was in the, the Blood Bowl rule book. But it's and optional. I, it's optional. Uh, all these, of course, you know. Well, yeah, but I mean, so a lot of people were freaking out about these because they're game breaking, they're blah, blah, blah. But they are very much optional. Also, it allows you to make old school star players. Because it's, okay. you're able to reduce stats and get extra money. So you can slow someone down or give them less armor and then use that towards other stats or other skills. So it really does allow for a lot of um, just changing stuff around. That being said, I mean, it's, it's weird. Well, could this be a way for tournaments to actually kind of make up their own star player yeah, and place absolutely. a good value on them? Mm -hmm, easily. Okay. Yeah, no question. Anyways, it's interesting. I know people, I saw it at the very front end of all this that they're like freaking out. Yeah. But it, it says it's optional. And frankly, <laughs> shows you how not much Blood Bowl I've played since uh, all this stuff has been going on in the world that uh, I forgot that there was even freebooters in the new rules so right anyway uh, so there's a big section on that and you have all your big guys and stuff like that page see, 52 covers the the giants are back in so which, people who were worried about that who cares yeah. i don't know why you would ever use a giant except right. to just have fun but they're there for some you people like them what's that so some people like them i know some people are super <laughs> excited i mean i know there was there was a guy in our league who was so excited by it. And then when he played one, he's like, this is not very fun. It's oh, like, yeah, yeah well, uh, sponsorship that's on page 56. We've had that somewhere in the spikes, right? Yeah. And the blood bowl stadia. So the different yep. stadium types, which yep. is pretty all cool. those are in there. And then all your different types of balls. Got to have lots of balls, which is neat because they also number them. So you can have special randomization stuff too. Uh, page 76 starts the all the different weather tables and I, instantly when i was glancing through this i was like man you could almost do a real-time thing where like yeah it, it's summer and at this date we're going to change the weather table to this so. mm -hmm. you could and i really like it i i like the addition of it uh just the little bit of variety to them they're not groundbreaking they're not like the ones we do that just piss off everybody all the time so steve since you kind of read this, do you remember, do, do some of these um, weather tables, I saw that there was one for like the graveyard. Is that the same thing that comes with the field? I don't know the field one's good enough. Or well okay. Enough. Excuse me. That's perfectly fine. I was yeah. just curious. I'm sure they incorporated some of that. Um, here we go on page 84. There's these match events. So I have not read these specifically because I like them. Um, <laughs> okay. They're fun. They're they're triggered at random during the match, and either neither coach knows which match events will be triggered until it comes into play. So I legit have not read these. Do not want to read these until we play with them. Okay, I haven't read any of them either. I've read the little blurb. So every time we take a turn at the beginning of the game, we roll a, a beginning of the turn. We roll a d sixteen, yep. right? And yes. if it's a one. You roll a D8, and then you roll a D6, and that gives you your match event. Okay. I am down for some... This is and little sec, little second edition chaos here. And there's a lot of them. So yep. 6, 12, 24. 
then on page 90, we have the Blood Bowl 7's pitch. It talks about the pitch, mm-hmm. and then it talks about drafting it and all that goodies. So it's interesting has- because we had some people complaining like, well, look at GW. They took a game format that, you know, the community made and then tried to put it in their magazine and claim ownership. They they made a Blood Bowl 7's game back in the old, either the magazines or the Fanatic or something. It's been around. And that's where it came into notability. Now, it's been changed since then, I'm sure, but it was originally a GW thing. Well, yes, the community has kept the game alive. Yeah. Yes, we've put on a lot of hard work. Yes, there's other companies to get models for stuff that doesn't exist. But you have to just accept that it's yeah. still their property. And I mean, I like, there's... like you said, I like the fact that we have codified rules now. So I do too. W- this can go to the NAF. The NAF reviews it, says, okay, everything's cool. And then we have NAF 7's events. Yeah. I, well, um, for whatever dumb reason, I'm a little bit more accepting of these rules. And that's not knocking the old rules. It's just saying, like, now it doesn't feel totally like a fan fiction <laughs> yeah I, I understand that i have the same um, feeling i mean so anyways maybe i'll give that a shot it's somewhere down the line yeah there are changes to it because the different positionals and the kickoff events and stuff and the, it has the advancements so like you can do leagues now mm-hmm. so that's pretty neat but it's not something that i spent a whole bunch of time looking at sure and then in the back, starting on page 98, they have what I'm assuming is like their house league people yeah. in, in shop. And they go through like their team name and their character names. And yeah, I like it. Overall, I do like this. Uh, I think it's weird that they're only showing like nine models. And yet at the same time, it gives you a nice big picture of the nine models. <laughs> the yeah. fluff guy in me wants to see the you know, at least 12 of them with their names to see if they're all both down approved. <laughs> uh, starts with the Badland Patriots. So here's my one little knock on this is there's a lot of the same teams in here. Yeah. Um, so I thought we were going to get one of like every team that was created up to this point. Uh, we got the Badland Patriots uh, goblin team. We got the Death Star Assassins, which is Dark Elf team. Uh, then we got the Corp, Corpse Carp Cart critters i can't even say that the corpse cart critters the shambling dead team we have a nurgle team the uh plague rot privateers and i like how he uh spelled plague rot a little different so it's like a location instead of plague rot (laughs) yeah um they only showed six models there but i guess there's not too many models i mean it's it's weird because they have no beastmen or whatever that position's called so overall, I oh, know you want these... me to go through the rest of these? Oh, yeah. Well, there's not that much. Oh, yeah. Sure. I'll go through the last few here. They have the Pustorm Bloaters, another Nurgle team. And then they have a Karak Wanderers, which is a dwarf team. Then finally, the Fungits, which is a goblin team. Anyways, I think it's cool to see like different teams painted. Yeah. Really, nobody's team, like character names are bad. So I don't know if they really came up with these or they let the. Uh, the people creating the Mac, the Death Zone book come up with names to be fluffy. Not usually. They Whenever also, they have those in, it's usually someone's actual names, it seems like. They also have a page here with the star players. 
yeah. painted up, which I think is cool. But here's, you want to hear my complaint about this sure. so far? Yeah. They give us all these wonderful locations and they explain what the Badlands are. And then they say, if you go uh, north of the Empire, you have Norska. And if you go here, it's Araba, yeah, or yeah. whatever it's called, Araba. Araby. Araby. Sorry. They go through all these things. What I wouldn't give if they would have just put a map in here. Yeah. Even if it was very simplified. Mm-hmm. So people could kind of see and because I think a map would help world build. Yeah. I, I would so. have much rather seen a double page spread somewhere of that map. It could even be in the back of the book with a reference that says see back of the book. Oh yeah. Instead of having and if you had the whole map laid out with like all the different teams that have come out and notable teams, where they're from. I mean, I would have been perfectly fine with just a number sure. and a little key at the bottom that said, number two, here's the Badlands area. Yeah. I would have loved that a lot more than having a, um, one, the very last page in the books just says the Blood Bowl symbol. Yeah. So you could have moved the star players there. And then you could have taken out one of these Nurgle teams because there's two of those. You could take out and, all the painted teams. I don't care about them. It's not well, content to me. I agree. It, honestly, it's cool to see the painted teams, but at the same time, we both know that this is a little bit of like an excuse to get filler. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and they really could they could have put a map back here. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, map would have been amazing. Really helped world build a lot. Mm-hmm. They also could have put an official sevens roster thing there. Even though yeah. we live in a world where it's already made up and there's PDFs and who really needs that? You know what would be cool is if they put out a uh, a uh, atlas. So kind of like mm-hmm. the old DC Comics atlas for the role-playing game. It, it would be great. Now, then, I don't know if it sells well. because Well, no, a- but just like a Spike magazine. Just make like a visitor's guide to the old world or something. And they just have the different maps with different teams. And you put in those oh, teams of legends from the Spikes. Bro, I, w- I would love that. Because that way you could reincorporate every one of those teams and have, you know, just all you have to do is copy and paste. Just here you go. Here's that team and the fluff and here's where they're located and the map. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's what that was missing was the map to help world build. Because to GW's credit, I think they really put some effort in. Like, yeah. I don't ever remember them going through the this is the badlands this is this no. this is that really in that much detail and that really su- surprised me and made excited me and that we we're missing that maps for for just somebody out there who doesn't know now i had no problem knowing where this stuff was yeah because i've studied stupid maps before yeah <laughs> i studied maps of the old world fluff and all this stuff for, for years. And I search out maps when I create teams and stuff. So, yeah. And you, I, I wasn't missing it until you mentioned it. And yes, that would have been the perfect icing on that cake. So anyways, um, not to nitpick, no, just to but overall, suggest the book, I would say very worth it has a lot of good information. Even if it's not a whole lot of new information, even though there's some just being able to have all those inducements in one place, so I go to play a game and I can just take this stupid book instead of 25 Spike magazines or whatever. For sure. Um, frankly, I when I got this and I I heard from the internet, like there's balls, there's there's mercenaries, there's, you know, or freebooters, there's yeah. this and that. 
I think I might have even told you, like, I'm not really that excited. Right, yeah. Um, because of the delay of doing this podcast and getting to read the fluff and really kind of soaking it in, a, you know, for a couple hours before, I, I actually do like it. And yeah. I'm very glad I have it. And um, yes, I agree. It's a, I felt like a lot of this was just pulling things out and filling up a book just to get my $50 or whatever. Yep. But like you said, after reading some of this and enjoying the fluff, I game night, take my team, take my two books. Boom. I'm there. Yeah. And that's huge. I mean, yeah, it's a hundred dollars in those two books. Well, depending how you bought them, but it's so much simpler than having to print stuff off or whatever. Yeah. So overall, very good. Um, I would have liked to have seen all the the star players again, but I think now that each star player has their own special ability, it's going to be harder to get like that information in the new materials. My hope is by the end of the year, we're going to get an official star players book. That'd be awesome. Um, where it's just nothing but that. Yeah. It's nothing but star player stuff. It's fluff behind it. It's, you know. New new ones. Which... And I mean, we could have star player volume one yeah. come out. And then the next year, they, you know, they come out with four new teams. And at any point, they can update the old guys by putting them in there too. Maybe not with all the fluff. Yeah. You know, if they wanted to change something, then add the new ones. So, yeah, we got um, star player stuff to talk about in the spike. So, you want to just head this off and go to there? Yeah, I think we said enough. I think if you were on the fence about this, I think it's probably something you're really going to enjoy. Overall, the book. I was on the fence, (laughs) but I ended up being it. So, overall, the book, the spike, the dice, the pitch, I'm happy I have all that. For sure. The rest of the stuff, I'm not missing. So. Well, you have half of it because you already well, have the box set. So. <laughs> that's very true. All right. We'll be right back. Welcome back. And we're going to talk about Spike number 12. This is a Spike magazine that focuses on the two teams in the starter set or the 2020 version of Blood Bowl, uh, the human nobility team and the black orc team. Doesn't it feel like there's been more than 12 spikes? I think it's because for a long time, I mean, you bought multiple, but yes. I, I never did. I just, I don't know. I did. Maybe because, because it's more months. It feels like this is a monthly and it's not coming out monthly. No, well, it's really not. I mean, like, that'd be a lot of awesome fluff, but yeah. um, it's not coming out monthly. Well, I realize that. I bought two of each for the longest time. Because the kid in me who tore up his star player book because he looked at it so much, wishes I had one when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I never knew the world would turn into like eBay and people, <laughs> you know, going global. I didn't think I'd ever get another star player book. Yeah, well, I understand. Um, so I had that in me the whole time, thinking I'll just buy two to support Blood Bowl, and I can have a reading copy and one to keep. And yeah. just recently, I started only buying one. Well, we start off with the pictures of the nobility again, as we do. I like the nobility team more and more as I see pictures. Yeah. I was going to get those painted by someone. I just haven't got around to it. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to do the same That's thing. That's a team cause... that really requires a good paint job. Because if you have a half-assed paint job, it's just not going to look good. But if you have a really good paint job, it makes it look amazing. 
Right. If I can ever talk Allen into commissioning another team for me, um, he might get this sent his way. Cool. Um, so I thought this was interesting because this is one of those spike magazines where they gave us two teams. And yeah, as you as we continue on, you're going to find out that I actually really like this. I, I'm not against it. So gets rid of a lot of the just not needed stuff. So we get some history on the Imperial nobility. We yep. get some talk about the positionals. We get to see the roster and all the stars they have. Mm-hmm. And um, here, can we stop here? Sure. Um, I'm sadly disappointed that we didn't get a unique star here. Mm-hmm. We got all retreads. We got. I'm so tired of already like Grack and Crumpleberry being on every single team. Yep. And then for whatever reason that they've decided like Helmet Wolf is going to be on every team, I guess they thought like we can't keep chainsaws off of some teams. So let's just have some fun and we'll make Helmet Wolf the guy that's on every team. Yeah. I don't And get it. I'm tired of seeing him. Like it was cool when Morg was the guy that played for everybody except undead teams. So, again, this I'm is so. what nine star players? Well, sorry, they have 12 according 11 to 11 because Crumbleberry goes with so they have 11 star players. Not to jump too far ahead, but how many do you think the black orcs have? Well, if I remember right, I think it was maybe six. It's five because Grack and Crumbleberry go together. Uh, what? Well. Yeah, uh, we will complain and moan when we get there. Okay, then I'll wait (laughs) with my complaining. Um, Yeah, I kind of wanted just a new guy. And, like, I like star players, but I wish we had one that was, like, cheap. You know, maybe he's a a retainer lineman Yeah, that has, like, one skill that's really cool. But, again, like I was talking about in the last segment, we've got all the eligible star players here, right? Just the names. No stats. Yeah, there's there's no stats. Why is there no stats? They want you to buy the cards. I I guess, but that just doesn't sit well with me. I'm not going to disagree with you. On of this. all the things to find to cut out, I would think you'd want to keep that so you could just take this one thing with you, unless they're going to do a star players book and then whatever. I guess. Right. Uh. Page six goes through the famous nobility teams. I always enjoy this because we get to see like how they perceive the fluff of the Blood Bowl world. And I guess that's really the real fluff of the Blood Bowl world. But you got to remember, folks, it's all in my head. So it's my world. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They definitely went with the the gimmick of these are like rich kids. Oh, yeah. I think they're better than people. We have the, the Dukes, the Highborns, the Viscounts and the Earls. So, the uh, we go to team history of the Bogan Hafen Barons, and then we get the highlights on the next page of them, which is pretty much the same thing as before. Yeah, and I, I mean, can't really even fault them because I don't know what I would do different either. <laughs> well, you just make up stuff. That's what all this well, is. I almost say that you lose this front page and you just do the highlights anyways. Or you lose the highlights and put the freaking stars information in there. Well, he I could don't do know. That. Uh, yeah, the Bogan hyphen, uh, hyphen. 
Wolgen Barons. You have the team of them. Yeah. Which I always find that interesting. And I go through there. Man, my brain still has problems at time going PA. That's the yeah. PA. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't gotten to that yet. We need okay. to play. And then we got our Griff Overwald. Mm-hmm. Which I just every time I see this picture, I see the gilded whatever on the side of his helmet. And I keep thinking they're braids, so I keep thinking he's a woman. Oh, I got you. I could see that. It's like golden corn. Yeah. <laughs> um I thought now my memory's not the best as I am a prime age of forty seven. Um to me, this is the first time that they gave us any Blood Bowl final results for the year 2500 and beyond. Is that true? Um, Be- because in this magazine, it lets you know that these, <laughs> the, ironically enough, the two teams that were in that box set made it to the finals of the 2500 yeah. Blood Bowl. No, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, which I think is the first time that they really gave us stats because they've been just talking about the nineties and some yeah. things and, and, and the, fluff the didn't Reavers won the twenty four ninety nine because that's mentioned in the fluff. And then mm. the twenty five hundred yeah. So this is the first the Bogan Hafen Barons won at twenty five hundred against the Black Orc squad that we'll talk about here in a little bit. Yeah. Thunder Valley Greenskins. Um it goes further into really breaking down the the team's positionals and tells you kind of talks about this. I I, I like these. Like, I, I'm, I, I'm really liking these because it's a much simpler, refined way of viewing stuff versus that whole article with the tactics. Which yeah, they still I was going to say the, but... these couple of pages of how they've kind of resummed up tactics. I like a lot better. Yeah, even though at times I don't like. Like, don't tell me what a bodyguard does. I know. But I realize, like, for <laughs> somebody like Jeff, who's me. learning the game oh. and buying teams for the first time, this is a good thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, I like that they give you starting rosters. They tell you developments. And these setups that they have here are super duper simple. Yeah. Except on the offensive side, in the picture, unless I'm looking at this wrong... They don't have their ogre on the field. And there's no way you wouldn't you would set up on offense with a nobility team with your ogre on the on the bench. They might not have an ogre there. No, the keys. Oh well. According to their key, there's an ogre for the defense, but not for the offense. If you have an ogre on your team, it goes on the line. <laughs> well, so yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I just thought that was interesting. That is odd, that, now that you mention it. Anyways, I, I do like these little setups. They kind of sum this up a little bit faster and more to the point Yeah. than the other stuff. Um, page 16 is uh, talking about their the balls that they use, which are the little balls that came with the And we the do team have itself. the female player there. Yeah. Uh, then we have Dirt from the Dugout. With Mindy Pie Whistle, which is, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. I mean, like, I like it from a fluff standpoint, and at the same time, I'm like, eh. It's just there. That's fine. Yeah. 
so then we get into the Black Orc teams. And I like how they designed this magazine. If you look at the borders mm-hmm. from pages, you know, like one through 17, you had this like thing at the top and bottom to show you that you're the nobility. Right. With the, the burgundy. And then when you come here, you have the black and the yellow of the Black Orc teams. So I, I do like this a lot. And as a graphic designer, <laughs> with a, uh, with a, as a person with a graphic design major, I really, really thought that was awesome. Yeah, so. they've been doing that. I really like the little touches they do there. Um, so this article is titled Smarter Than Your Average Orc. That's fine. It's weird to me the picture choice they have of the orc just tapping his skull. Because, yeah, yeah, I get it. He's smarter, but he's still an orc, right? Shouldn't he be? I don't but know. He's a black orc. I guess. They're way more smarter. I guess so. Just seemed kind of odd. I like it, but it's weird. Um, they did to me. They still did a good job of like. Let's face it. We didn't, or at least I didn't want another human team, and I didn't want another orc team. Yeah. Because if you wanted a black orc team, you just played with the black orcs and threw some goblins. Mm-hmm. But now that we have this, and it's kind of like lizardmen, kind of orc lizardmen. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Is what a lot of people call them. Yeah, for sure. I'm buying into it. I'm enjoying this. I'm buying into the fluff that the Black Orcs are smarter. They have the Goblin Bruisers. They left you know, the, the re- other teams and decided to get together on their own. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, that the other Orcs are just too much of, like, savage tribes who can't work together and might makes right. And so I- I'm bought into this. And then again, we have five star players. Yeah. A full we- six less than the other team in the same issue. And then they're honestly they're they're terrible. Yeah, I mean, this three of them super... are the same star player, so you have two of your own. One's Vorag, one's Black Gabo. So if anybody from GW is listening, I'm just going to put this out there: you have a you have a box starter set with two new teams, which is brilliant. You make it a great price, which is brilliant. Yep. You have this Spike magazine that comes out for those new players that only have those two teams. Brilliant. At the very least, to the, the rookie player who doesn't know anything about star players and just thinks like they're powerful and they're great, I would look at this magazine with rookie eyes and go, well, I'm definitely going to take the nobility. I'm going to let Steve play the Black Orcs because I have more access to more star players. Yeah, not wrong. And the fact that like... And it doesn't I'll, give you the info, so you have to get it from the rule book. Right. I mean, Grack and Comperberry are the same as the other ones. Helmet Wolf's the same as the other one. Yeah. Morgan Thor's the same as the other one. So you, then you just have Black Go, uh, the Black uh-huh. Gobo and Bear Gochu. And again, yeah, I, we're going with the assumption that everyone has the rule book, so you have access to it. But I don't know. It's it, This like was the... disappointing to see because at the very least, I thought they should have matched, even if they were crappy matches in like regurgitated star players it, like they did with the nobility. It gives more credence to the idea that they were just throwing stuff together because they can't get new stuff done. It I mean, does. The, there's nothing new here. I mean, the no. fluff's new, but nothing game mechanic new. No, you're right. You're definitely right. I really wanted to see... I just wanted to see something different. Yeah. Even like a... I mean, like, even the troll, Ripper's not in here. Yeah. So I don't get it. Well, so, anyways, moving on. 
the Oakland uh, fam- Raiders are famous now, Black Orc teams. Yeah, they have retconned the Oakland Raiders as a Black Orc team. Well, it's both. So it was a regular Orc team, and now it's turned into a Black Orc team. So you can have it both ways. No, you can, and I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, Still two smashes, the Grimfang Gougers, the Iron Rock uh, Bonebreakers. And so, the Thunder Valley Greenskins. Thunder Valley Greenskins. Have you ever been to Thunder Valley? What's that? Have you ever been to Thunder Valley? Uh, the Raceway in Oklahoma, yeah. Noble? Yes. I have <laughs> probably almost 30 years ago. Right, yeah. It's always been amused me because we have a Thunder Valley, which is just a a drag strip race area that not too far from us. You can just go and drag race your car. Yeah. There's also a casino there. It's the Thunder Valley Casino. And maybe that's why I like kind of enjoy the Thunder Valley Greenskins. Yeah. It's kind of funny that we never thought to use that in one of our teams because that would have worked perfectly. Yeah, I'm. You know, what's funny is, is like I've been thinking, like, sort of thinking fluff. Like, if I have a black orc team, what's my team name going to be, and this and that, and so I'm I'm struggling to come up with something that I feel is original and good for me. Yeah. Uh, team profile page twenty four, and then page twenty five. You have the Hall of Fame Thunder Valley Greenskins squad, and um, then we get Varag Gulcher, the green, mean green machine. Mm-hmm. Nothing too so, exciting. Yeah. yeah, nothing too great really about that. I mean it's it's cool. It's not like it doesn't stand out as like the best yeah. thing I've ever read. Um then we have a breakdown of like the team strategies. Yep. You know, for each positional uh starting rosters, development, setups on this as well. Um again, they summarize it up pretty quick, and I kind of enjoy that. So yeah. the long-winded strategy stuff i i enjoy these whatever they're doing new i like it yeah and uh, then we, a very transparent arnold schwarzenegger reference where's that the oh with chat the, with the rat schwarzenork yeah. yeah chat chat with the rat gurgny schwarzenork and then of course we have the coffin corner which is all the uh crazy deaths and the descriptions which I, it's fine Chat with the rat and the Mindy Pie whistle thing and coffin corner. I'm always like, meh. And then I read them and I was like, okay, that was kind of fun. Yeah. And I feel bad because we're all about fluff and that's fluff, but I just don't care most of the time. Well, if you had to take like some of this out to get like star player stats. Yeah. I would I, rather have the star player stats. Yeah. Uh, then we have uh, Christian. Schwager. I can't remember how to pronounce his name. Schwager. Yeah. Uh, he has the art in here for the three-page comic. And it has you... a nice little Pete Nifton shout-out in the crowd. Shout-out to Pete Nifton on here. If you look at page two, panel one, two, three, four, five. Panel five, in the crowd, there is a small goblin holding up a sign that says, Love Nifton. Yep. And Christian, you made a, a bigger fan out of me <laughs> by doing so. Um so, anyways, the comic's cool. Yeah. Then we have a uh, the Black Orc team with their names and the painted models. Overall, good issue as always. I do like the two teams instead of one. 
because it's not as much just unneeded fluff. Right. I mean, it's to me, this was at least to the point instead of just dragging something out. Yeah. Um, I would love to I love your idea of seeing an atlas of yeah. one of these things. It could even be called the Spike Magazine Journal, yeah. you know, Atlas Special. I would also, if they want to make some money in between other releases, release this with like Dwarf and Skaven, half yeah. and half. Exactly. With with fluff of the teams that we didn't get. Yeah. And since Dwarf and Skaven came on a pitch, a flip pitch, give us that. And then you could do, you know, just do the teams we haven't got done. Could also do teams of legends, too. If you don't want to do the models, which I guess they probably wouldn't want to do that because then they're wasting resources that they could do when they have the models ready. But Right. I'm fine with waiting until those teams come out. But, like, I mean, we could do a humans and orcs half and half thing. Mm-hmm. We could do a Dwarfs and Skaven. Um, what other ones have we missed? Pro-Elves? No, pro- maybe. They all kind of got... I don't remember. Yeah. Anyways. Been four years. The, the teams we missed, I would love to have a spike, even a half and half spike yeah. of them. I think it would be beautiful. It'd be well done. And then you could show us Grack and Crumpleberry again. Or if even if you don't want to put that much effort, do one spike with four of them. Just slap yeah. them all together and just have the you know a little bit of fluff, a little bit of this and that, and go. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. I'm I'd be really excited about that, and I'm all about that. Um, if if you play any of these teams, or if you enjoy the fluff, again, I'm not trying to get you to go spend money because I get nothing from GW by saying this, but right. this is great for us because we're sports role players, and like I said earlier, I'm racking my brain on like a good. You know, Black Orc team name and a good nobility team name. Because before, you know, the nobility was the knights, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Bretonians. And I came up with a team name that to me doesn't fit the fluff behind the nobility rich kids. So okay. I'm going to have to come up with a new team name. We've got time. Sure. <laughs> okay. um, I you think have anything else you want to say about this? No, I think that does it for Spike. So we can okay. wrap this up and come back talking about our undead teams. We're back, and we're going to be talking about some of our undead teams of the past. And honestly, undead is like what probably the strongest team back in the old version. It really felt like you know if you wanted a good team that had some strength, some mobility. Some guys who could take hits, yeah. It felt like Undead was the way to go. And it was one of the top tier, like, all the time at tournaments, and you know, the top oh, yeah. players played it. it I, I just didn't, I didn't care. I don't know. Undead does nothing for me. I mean, I've taken Undead twice to Chaos Cup, so that shows you, like, yeah, I was going to go to compete. <laughs> I think this might be my best bet. Um, I've not taken it in the league at all. I've never been tempted to take it into the league. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do necromantic because I like the werewolves. <laughs> did you? I don't think you ever took undead, did you? Because normally Alan was doing it with his Dumballin Doombringers. Uh, Doombringers. Yeah. Um, no, I I have. I, I took them in the league. Um, should we just go into that, or yeah. you want to? Oh yeah, I I didn't think about the fluff of it. Sorry. 
Yeah, that's okay. Uh, Do you want to start with yours? Yeah. Tip. So the f- undead has been in the game since when? Fourth um, edition. Since the since at least second edition, and I know there was models for like skeletons or yeah. zombies back in first edition. Yeah, but they never came together as an undead team until later, right? Uh, second edition, there was the Champions of Death, and they were an undead team. With okay, the mummies and skeletons. Okay, it was Necro that shot off from Undead on the fourth edition. Right, because okay. in second edition you had a werewolf team, mm-hmm. and then you also had the Undead team. Yeah, and then then it became in third edition you had a Necro team and an Undead team. Yeah, um, so they <laughs> have been around a long time. Tom O'Landry, one of the famous coaches. Um. But again, I just I just never cared. So the only time I've ever used them, I've used them twice. I used them at the second Nuffleween ever in 2013. I had my Jagged Bones team, and I I like I have a list that keeps track. Jagged of... Bones. Yeah. Where'd you get that name? Yeah. Um. My list says, sort of like the Rotted Tooth. So remember when I bought that box set and it had that other guy's team in it that this uh-huh. called the Rotted Tooth? That's what this was. Okay. It was kind of a takeoff of that, the Jagged Bones, Rotted Tooth, you know. Okay. Uh, I don't know. It's undead. I, I, I think, honestly, this was the year that I took those Dollar Tree figures oh okay remember so if you're not familiar with our podcast or been listening that long we (laughs) were at i was at dollar tree and i found these little ceramic like little miniatures of like halloween characters Mm -hmm. and they were a dollar each for like five models and so i bought like five of these things and we grouped them into positionals so we could have an undead team and we promoted that we were giving away a whole team well you know back when that was unheard of it's like right we're giving away a whole team and um you you know i based them and i numbered them and they were real bad what's that so they really weren't bad no i matter of fact i tried to go back and get some models so (laughs) i could make one and they were they were out of what the combinations yeah um i took two mummies two whites two ghouls a zombie well i guess three zombies three skeletons four re-rolls two fan factor Guard on the mummies, sure hands on the whites, blocks on the ghouls, and wrestle on a zombie. This is just your basic team. And it was the beginning of the time that we were playing. You know, we weren't too experienced at tournaments. Mm-hmm. I don't remember much about it, honestly. I, I, okay. nothing. Oh, nothing. I'm pretty comes sure you made the team just to fill in if we had odd yeah. people. I do know and... that I went. Two wins and two losses. So, not great. So, next, I am September 24th of 2016. I went to Bugman's Bowl down in Austin. And I went to go hurt people because the way the rules were, I can't remember exactly, but it, it made sense for my team to be that uh, this was right after i got extremes team off of him i bought extremes undead team oh that one's a cool painted team yeah so uh his t- 
team had Annapolis as the team name somehow. So I did Necronapolis and then the Nightmares. And it was a demon horse. It's one of my favorite logos still. Um, Same basic setup, but block on the mummies. One white has tackle. I took four ghouls this time. One with block sure hands, one with block tackle, one with block, one with wrestle. Again, two re-rolls. And, uh, yeah, Undead's not my team. Just not my team. Two wins, two losses. And I actually, the award I got, I got Bugman's Buffest, the least casualties against. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my extent of Undead. I've never had a desire to take him again. Um as much as I like the team that I have. Like, I really like how my team looks. Just not my cup of tea. Never has been. I don't know why. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, so that's what you got for Undead. Mm-hmm. Not real fluffy in the sense that you, like, you stayed up all night trying to think of things. Because nope. when you make tournament teams, you just like to try to create a new team and see if it sticks and something yeah. you like. Yeah, I okay. always have a reason behind my names. And I... Like I have sure. that spreadsheet and it keeps track of stuff, thankfully, because otherwise I'd forget completely. Right. I, I'm just saying, like, you didn't think weeks on this. You thought right. maybe a week at maybe. most, and like, I'll try this out. And so. that's a that's a tip for anyone who's new to the game. I know we've got some new listeners, which is awesome. Um, once tournaments start back up, and if you do start going to them, which we highly recommend, make a spreadsheet. Keep track of your wins and losses, even though it's probably on the NAF website if they're NAF approved um keep track uh, keep your rosters keep track of the names keep track of why you named them that way even take some notes and type them out afterwards and you could remember your tournaments because at this point we've been to a lot of tournaments and no way in heck I'm going to remember most of the stuff yeah I have a spreadsheet where I put in my record mm-hmm. even though the NAF keeps track of it um, and I like, if I won a little award, I jot that off to the side. Yeah. I jot something like, Hey, uh, never take this skill on this guy again. <laughs> it does not work. Stuff like that. Yeah. I get, <laughs> I, I do my, the date of it, the tournament name. I try to keep all my rosters now based on the tournaments I go to, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that's really handy when somebody says like, Hey man, have you ever played this team before? And you go, yeah. And they go like, well, how'd you do? And you could go like, Hey, I went. Actually, won that tournament. I won mm-hmm. three games and tied. Let me send you my roster and see if that helps. Yeah. You know, and then they can really look at it and you know find out if that's and they go. Wait, excuse me. You took hail mary on an Amazon thrower and diving catch on two catchers, and you won with that. I was like, yeah, sure did. Yep. And then they go, well, I'm not looking at this roster. No, I don't blame them. <laughs> um. So my team has actually a lot of, like, I thought probably way too long (laughs) on this. Um, My team is the Gregor Shockers. I'm spelling gray as in G-R-E-Y. Right. G-O-R-E, all one word. Like Count Gregor. Right, and I'll kind of get into that, the fluff behind that. The Gregor is like the location. It's a made-up city. It's a made-up little town. And, of course, the Shockers, uh, I'll go into this here and say. So locally here in Oklahoma for years, or at least in this region, probably more local. than Yeah, I think he's region. just Oklahoma. Um, 
on one of our stations, our little small stations, they used to have uh, I, what was it? What was the, even it called? The main thing when, like, when we were kids, was it like Frightmare or Fright Tower or like Theater or something? I cannot I... remember. But on Saturday nights, Fright he Fest? would play a crappy remember. horror movie. Yeah, that could go on regular TV. Now, as a kid, I thought they were still scary movies. I didn't realize, like, you know. They're on TV. They're edited. They're not. Well, as they're, bad. they're also old '60s and '50s horror films for the most part. That's just like that's everyone true. had. You always had your own local horror host. Well, let me tell you something. My parents convinced me that if I watched something scary, I'd have nightmares. <laughs> so I thought everything was like brutally scary and weird. And as I grew up and finally saw some things, I was like, "What the hell? My parents are weird." Yep. Um. So. Uh, Count Gregor was the host and the, the gentleman who did this, his name was John Ferguson. And so like he would dress up as this like vampire and do the accent and all this stuff. And, you know, tonight come watch, you know, Count Gregor and as I host this. And so like he was an icon around here. Every little baseball card signings or conventions or comic conventions, Count Gregor was a guest. He and still was, does. And it was a big deal growing up because he was on tv you know and according you know as a kid i thought he was on tv everywhere not just oklahoma um so i looked up some history on count gregor and he of course spelled it different than i'm spelling gregor for my town so that's why i changed the spelling um he his very first show that he uh hosted was like i think in the 60s called shock theater and so that's where I came up with the mascot name Shockers. Mm -hmm. So I kept with the Count Gregor. I used his name as like a ode to him, changed the spelling for the, the town. And then I used from Shock Theater, I used Shockers for the mascot. My head coach is uh, the impact model of the little vampire that's like drinking a beer. Mm -hmm. uh, I got Trumpula. that little model. So I thought I would use that as a coach model way back when. And since he kind of looks like not a real serious vampire, I thought he was perfect to be <laughs> my coach and Count Gregor. So I named him Count Johan Ferguson, and I spelled Ferguson obviously different than how he does in real life. So I have a little coach model for him. Uh, my daughter painted some model uh, way back when, when she was painting models of this little vampire girl that's also holding a glass of wine, and she's like my cheerleader. So I use those models. Uh, this is one of the few teams that I have painted all the models. It kind of almost has Seattle Seahawks type colors, mm -hmm. uh, you know, dark blue, light blue, and some green, neon green. Um, I then went through all the positionals and I went to like old horror movies and, um, and kind of just picked weird names and things and villains and changed the spelling. Uh, like one guy's name is Karis Hammer, he's a mummy, but that's like from the old Hammer movies. Um, I have a guy named another mummy named Relic, which is killer spelled backwards. Um, <laughs> Relic Katazuma, the spoiler. And he's like the mummy. Uh, there's a guy named Rassel, Basil Rathbone. And I can't remember the origin of all these, but they had something to do with old horror movies and either Basil the Rathbone. actor. What's yeah. that? It's just Basil Rathbone. He's an old horror actor. Okay. Well, that's what I was getting ready to say is like some of these are like an actor that played these things and I maybe changed the spelling mm -hmm. on them to yeah. like the next one. You might know this since you watched a lot of movies, uh, Dr. Anton, uh, Levee. Genes oh. uh, Genesis, or something like that. 
I, I'm probably not pronouncing it right. I don't know. I, uh, Ichabod Thorn. I think he was a character from the Headless Horseman. Ichabod Crane. Kind of. I I, I took some of those things. Uh, I think Thorn was some character in some crappy maybe phantasm or something i don't know so like my ghoul's names are ichabod thorn uh jebediah crane uh, damian morningside and then i came up with spider baby but i think there was a movie called spider baby so i'm not <laughs> going to take full credit for that or like a little demon thing or something right um then i have some skeletons uh grim vinnie funk which i think is just a made-up thing and then coughing joe like he's coughing <clears throat> But he's not, it's not really spelled that way. It's spelled like a coffin. So, like, it's a play on words. And uh, have a, a zombie named Stinkweed, because why not? And another one named Guido Van Risen. So, it's like he's rising. Anyways, they're, they're parody names. They feel Blood Bowl ish. And they're based off actors and like dumb, like villains and characters in the old movies. Um, this is my league team. I played them for one league season uh, back in the day. I had another guy named Captain Cujo Cutler. I don't know if that name as an actor. Cujo the dog team. and then Jake Cutler from the Bears. No, there was, a, I think, an actor or something. I don't oh, yeah. totally remember. Um, so this team um, was in our, our in our league that we played back with friends. Um, it played in the 25-15 league season, uh, opened up with a loss to the Black uh, Phoenix Ravagers, 3-1, to one. Uh, came back and tied, tied a game, and then went on a winning streak and tied some more, and then won some more games to end the season. Uh, I think we finished, uh, it's a seven or eight game season, we had finished with five wins, two ties, and a loss, went into the playoffs. And we beat the uh, Drakenhoff Bloodshanks, which was our old buddy John Brees' Skaven team. Mm -hmm. And then in the next round of the playoffs, because we had a wild card at this point, it, I rematched with the Black Phoenix Ravagers. And this might start rekindling some memories here, bad memories. We <laughs> went into three overtimes, Steve. The game was five to four. If I remember correctly, your Black... Phoenix Ravagers were an amazing, super dominant team that year. They were really good, yeah. And they just had weird idiosyncrasies. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I managed to beat you somehow, and I don't really recall much of the game. I think you all. just beat me down, if I remember correctly. Uh, but I beat you 5-4, to four, so it was a high-scoring Blood Bowl game. Mm -hmm. And then <laughs> I played you in the finals again. With the Belru Swamp Dogs, which was your uh, Lizard Man team. Yeah. I gave you inducements. You took a wizard. And you forgot to use your wizard during the game. <sighs> that was the... Uh... And I beat you two to one. And for some reason, I just remember at one point, I was after I scored, I go, why didn't you use the wizard or something like somehow you will go crap i had the wizard i yep. forgot all about it yep yep i also did a trampoline trap that had like an 80 percent chance of knocking you out of bounds that is correct and, and you it actually helped me or helped something. you it just like put you in the perfect position where i couldn't even touch you yes. um 
uh, it was just bad. It's just that that whole playoff that whole playoff series where it was just you and me for all four teams. I think this was the tournament or the the game that we said from now on. If I have a wizard, I'm going to put a model. Yep, that represents that wizard into my dugout so I'd never forget it again. Yeah, because you know, wizard, five out of six chance I'm going to zap you and you drop the ball. You would not have a chance to recover. It's, I mean, it was almost guaranteed I would have gotten it because of what my team was. Sure. I totally and agree. And just like completely, because we had Alan there to take notes. Because yeah, we were going was... to record like a real play thing, but we couldn't stand each other for about two months after that. <laughs> like, right. The two of us playing four games back to back, and the previous game, I got madder than I have been in. Was that the time you yelled at me? Oh yeah, yeah, it was, okay. for sure. <laughs> when you kept going, well, congratulations, well, congratulations, well, you won, congratulations. If you say well, congratulations one more, God, I just I tore into you, and <laughs> I'm like, I'm not even sorry. You deserve it. Shut up. Just play the goddamn game. And, and you're not wrong. <laughs> and and you came out and won that one. And I was so freaking pissed because that's why the Ravagers weren't able to get into the finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so yeah. that was a fun time. <laughs> I think we still have Alan's notes. We just never made that. We podcast. definitely have his play-by-play notes. If we ever <laughs> wanted to do something on the same kind of scale of like the three dot block guys do. Yeah. For their finals. And um, we had yeah. every intention. Wasn't going to happen. Yeah. This never <laughs> happened, folks. Them uh, doing that takes a lot of work and they should be commended on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, this team, um, Won the won the championship, went on to, you know, as we did in the Dragonfire League at the time, they went away to go tour the old world and I never brought them back. So this is the same team, same like character names, same team names, same fluff that I did use two times in Chaos Cup, which I believe is the only two times I've ever played Undead. Uh, I I enjoy playing Undead, but at the same time, I don't know like it feels like I, a slow I feel plotting. Like they should do good. So yeah. like I don't feel like I did anything special. <laughs> right. And to me it feels like um a slow it's like a European players team. You don't take risks, you go down the pitch, you make your cages, and you score. And that's it. And then when they get the ball, you make sure they don't score and you win one to nothing. And I'm not that type of player. I'd much rather have the option to have werewolves and just, okay, well, I'm going to go for it twice and try to knock you out of bounds. Didn't work. Okay, whatever. It was fun. Right. So, um, like I said, I enjoy them. I, I enjoy playing them more because of my fluff. Yeah. I like that it's all tied to, like, Oklahoma City old TV from the, the 70s, 80s, and early 90s. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot about that team. Um, I'm pretty sure it's because I hate you so much after that game. Okay, let's not hate me now. We're talking about no, fluff. it's fine now. <laughs> Definitely um, wasn't fine I, I, then. Literally, <laughs> though, like the fun for me playing this team is the fluff. It's yeah. the 
I based it off this like local vampire guy that was the laughable kind of guy that was fun. The shockers, you know, that came from doing some research on the guy because somewhere out there is not a Wikipedia, but like an offshoot Wikipedia page yeah. that had information about him. So that's where I pulled a lot of my stuff. And this took more than a week to come up with all this stuff. I <laughs> I labored over this because it was important to me and I wanted something unique and stuff. And and I'm also like this team because I painted it. So I can say like, at the time, I thought this was the greatest team I ever painted. And looking back, I'm like, I'm just not good at painting. <laughs> no, it's good. It's just not to other people's levels. Right. That's the sad thing. So again, my whole message here is put a lot of work into your team and you will love them even more. Yeah. And yeah. maybe not a knock on you. I'm just saying like, maybe when you decide to play a league team, you you will, I know you're yeah. not going to take one of those teams names. No, so you'll put more work into it and you'll love them even more. Yeah. I could easily find some type of theme that just works for me and I enjoy, but I haven't done that yet. So I just have no tie to it. I got you. All right. Anything else you want to say about undead? No. Um, okay. I'm, I know some people complain that they and Necro and Camry all exist because it's tripling down on one theme. I like them. I'm all for having more teams, even though they're, you know, like the humans and human nobility or imperial nobility, orcs and black orcs. So I'm, all, I'm fine with it. I, I still like it. I guess I am so used to all those being around that like, yeah. They're okay for me. And at the same time, early in this podcast, I told you that like I didn't want other human teams because you could make them up as you need to do. Yeah, or, but know. I want a Norse team. So and right. an Amazon team. Which are both human so. teams. So Okay. Well, I think that wraps this up, folks. We were gonna come back with some oh, I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, we'll come back with some shout outs. It's time, it's time for a good friend of mine. Shout outs! Elodion. Remember that, Nickelodeon? Uh, it's time, it's time for a network of mine. Nickelodeon, something like that. Probably if I saw it, I'd go. It's probably yeah. from like 85, so who knows? It just popped in my head for some reason. I'm at the age where, like, I forget things, and then at odd times, I would just remember things clear as day. I, yep, I understand. And uh, it's like, why did I waste my brain power on this? Yeah. Yeah, I wish we could just pick and choose what we want to remember, but we Yeah, can't. like, like kind of how you sort items in Rocket League. You could just go mm -hmm. hide some, and you could see all your memories and go, I'll, I'll hide those. I those would, aren't important. I would make a list of all the movies I want to watch that I love, and then I'd forget all those movies and then go back and rewatch all those movies. That's an interesting take on that. See the, you know, the movie, uh, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind or the concept yes, of I it thereof. I, I haven't seen it. Okay. So the concept is they can erase memories of your past loved ones, blah, 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 get over depression or whatever. I would do that at movie theaters. Like you love the movie. You go, you get your brain wiped for 10 bucks and then you go watch the movie, it's brand new again. How amazing would that be? Weird. Like, I could straight up forget the last two Matrix movies, and then forget the first one, and then go watch the first one, and my mind be blown again. 
Yeah, then you'd want to see the other two, and then and you'd I be would, mad. I would have a note for myself like Memento written on me. There is only one Matrix movie. Don't look at the others. Yeah, but you would not believe that. You'd go, why did I... Obviously, most, why did I do this? Most likely. And then you'd watch them and go, this is why I did it. I had to go erase my memory again. And, and it would just be an endless yep. cycle of you always watching the Matrix movies. I've watched the Matrix a thousand times and do not remember it. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of interesting stories, uh, Colin Cherry sent us in a story that he wrote. Um, I'm guessing you probably haven't had time to read it. It's pretty good. No, I have not. Um, Colin didn't write just like uh, a couple of pages. Yeah, I know. The document I, is 22 pages. I, I was like, oh, a quick short story. I start reading it on the computer. I'm like, oh, wait, no. No, this is a long... Okay, well, maybe I should print this off. And yeah, I haven't continued. Yeah, I think this is really cool, though. I mean, yeah. like, if, if Colin's cool, I'll post a link to this on our website if That'd somebody cool. wants to read this. So, Colin, if you're listening and you want other people to read this and maybe you don't have the... Or if you have a place that people could go to read this, I think you should put that out there because it is it is like a short story, the yeah. length of a short story in a GW book. Yeah, and I, I told him I'd provide feedback. I just, with everything that's been going on, I haven't finished it. I mean, like I said, I printed it off and it's like, oh, that's a lot of pages. Uh, okay, well, I'll get to it. <laughs> um, cool. Brad Bernheide sent in a D&D adventure for you because you'd been talking about uh, right. D and D ideas. D and D ideas. Yeah, I saw that. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if I talked about this. The whole plan was to start D and D like in January, and mm -hmm. we still haven't started it. And we're probably not going to start it now until we get back from vacation. That makes sense with the kids and stuff. So I appreciate Brad doing that. I, for Brad, since we're here right now, I believe it was you, Brad, who saw me playing. Um, marvel united and i'd like to just let you know that at the end of the podcast we're gonna play out the music and all that stuff and then we will come back and i will talk about marvel united then so if anybody's listening and you don't want to you don't give a crap about that because it's not blood bowl you as soon as the credits roll and if steve puts a little uh a little stinger there at the end or whatever it's called well we'll just after, do credits after and that then... we'll talk about marvel okay united. cool yeah we can do that um uh, Jeremy Hagen from South Dakota wanted a shout out, so give him a shout out. Shout out, Jeremy! <laughs> South Dakota. Uh, Thread, Threadball takes place in August of this year. They're seeking donations. Um, I've been meaning to send stuff out, but I'm waiting for some stuff to come in. So we'll be sending them stuff. Threadball is a great charity. I'd love to go to it. I don't see that happening, but you never know. If anyone would like to give us a couple thousand dollars so that we can go over there and hang out. That'd be cool, but not a big deal. Um, let's see. We've got another one for you. His dudeness sent in some team names and wanted you to go over what you thought. All right. Let's, uh, let me just pull up this email right here. Cause I have it right in front of me and you may go through them here. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably not going to say that. But you want me to do it? Yeah, because you're better at pronouncing things. Like, I try to make up stuff. I'm looking at it right now, the Blue Jackets. Let's yeah. go with that. Uh, it's a human team, the Beckafin Blue Jackets. Um, I'm going to say both down approved. Elf Union, Kalidor Dragon Lords. 
Uh, I seen Kalidor and Dragon Riders or and stuff like this. Yeah. Some type of combo with this several times. And he did send I, in an update saying that he saw it on both Fumble and Blood Bowl 2. So he changed it. Now his Elf Union team is the Illyrian Flightmares, as in a Pegasus. Flightmare. Uh, that's very different. I'm going to still say it's a, both of them are okay. Both that improved. Okay. I like Flightmare. Never heard of that. It's neat. Uh, I like that too, but I would, as soon as I hear Flightmare, I want it to be like dark elves that have been raising their own type of Pegasus that are and evil. They're, they're evil With, and they've been corrupted a little bit. Like a fire really... mare. Yes. Well, see, I love fire mares from crawl. And then I had the nightmares, which are demon horses. So flight mares, I might steal. Oh yeah. This is why we do both down. Yeah. Stuff, so we can steal stuff. Uh, his orc team is the Fang Island fear mongers. This would work if you could give me some fluff to kind of justify it, which in my brain I could because, like, these are some weird orcs that for some reason are on like this small island mm -hmm. and they finally get to travel off. I can accept this. Okay. Uh, Fear Monger's not my favorite thing in the world, but I like Fang Island, but it also sounds vampirish. <laughs> so I'm going to give this, uh, it could work, but okay. I'm actually not going to now both down approve this. Sure. Undead. Morphin murder. M O R R F E N murder. Is this to like as a murder of crows? Isn't that like a group of crows? Yeah, most likely. Like if he has a crow symbol or something, I would think that'd be cool. I mean, it could work. If you're asking me if I would use it, no. Right. But I could easily at the same time. If like the logo was a crow and stuff, I'd probably maybe slide on that side of both that approved. Okay. Goblin team. I mean, like, just murder doesn't sound like anything right. fun. Yeah, well, it's not. I mean, most people don't enjoy it. One party does, one doesn't, usually. Um, the goblin team, Blind River Bombers. Uh, I think we could come up with something better. It's pretty generic. It's not like it's wrong. Okay. But um, if, you're, if you're making me approve it and like it, I'm going to say nah. Okay. Um, dwarf team, Cadron Clerics. Go with this. I like this. This is this is pretty good. Ogre team, approved. Ogre team, pig barter pugilists. Dude, I remember seeing this email now because I thought immediately, like, don't do you have a pig barter or pig, was that yeah. John Brees? No, that's me. Barter? The pig harder knobheads. Pig barter knobheads. And okay. then John Brees borrowed it, I think. Yeah, he did that for a fumble league. So like pig barter is like a place, right? Yeah. An it's actual a, place. So, yes. I love that name when I found it. Uh, pugilists, eh, they're ogres. It works. Yeah. It works. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let it go. Okay. Skaven, Cripple Peak Comets. I love this. Both down approved. Wood Elf. Deliandra <laughs> Deathcaps. Um, is there a real definite, is it like a deathcap, like a flower that I don't know? Most likely it's going to be a fungus. It is a fungus. I see that. I just looked this up. Okay. Um, man, I think that I think Death Caps, it'd be, yeah, it'd be a better goblin team for you, would be better for your goblin. I'm gonna thumbs down this one, okay. Lizard men, Choka gilded lizards. Um, I am not a fan of like reminding like lizards in the name of a lizard man team, yeah. Be like the New England humans, 
or the Patriots, something like that. <laughs> well, it's just to me, I'm I'm not a fan, so I think that I think that one's kind of weak. So fair enough. I'm gonna say both down on that. And then the final one, the Chaos Team, Black Rock Blood Dogs. I, I could get behind that uh, with the right fluff. I mean, yeah, it almost seems like a like a prison island where those sure. guys were at and stuff. So yeah, that's Phil Olson. He goes by his dudeness cool. on his email. His dudeness, Phil. Not not terrible. Not terrible. Yeah, so there's some really good ones in there. I mean, if there's some here that I would use, then like you're on to something. So I'm really picky, but I'm also <laughs> not necessarily right. I know everybody wants my approval, but I'm not no, necessarily right. Not either, many people so. do. I mean, some people do. That's fine. Um, Moon Webster is back listening, and uh, he said that we should talk about the female positionals when we talk about the female teams and the female coaches and female star players because there are a lot more female positional players in the new teams that have come out. So we need to figure out of the new teams, which ones have female positionals. Should we wait till like a specific month? Well, I mean, like, is that in bad taste to do like, no, it's just, uh, like I said, it's it's one that we're having, we've had planned for a while and we were going to have Katie on, but then that fell through because of scheduling issues with us. So mm-hmm. it's just for further down the line. Okay. That's a good idea. I know Moon's gone through some things and yeah. he's now finally getting a, a new lease on life uh, for new beginnings. I tell this to a lot of people who go through some, um, how should we say, uh, unbonding issues with their significant <laughs> others. Sometimes with time that does kind of allow you to be a little bit free and it takes a while to to yeah. feel that and understand that and there can be good things from it so, and i sure. know moon's planning on going to i think rocky mountain rampage yeah he sure is and uh he's really excited to do that um so and he has more time for blood bowls so yeah, there is some positive stuff here so yeah he's a great guy congratulations so. to moon and have fun at rocky mountain rampage and i know it's it's corny but if anyone needs an ear to listen to your woes about divorce or you know whatever you're more than welcome. I mean, if if we're on that level to you, you're more than welcome to reach out to us. We've all experienced stuff. Um, I've, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to name names, but I've right. reached out to a few people even this year who's going through some stuff, and I'm just like, like, let them know how, you know, I'm here, and yeah. you can vent or whatever. And everyone needs support. Sometimes my feedback's been like, I really appreciate that because yeah. nobody knows I'm going through, and I was like, well, I have gone through it, so. Uh, Roger Winter um, writes in from Singapore, which is awesome, and he says that he listens, but he tried to get into Blood Bowl back with the new release, and then the wife's like, oh, no, you don't. Here's some cool, nice new lingerie, and they pumped out another a kid. So then the 2020 edition came around, and she's like, oh, no, you don't, and they've got another kid coming. So they're pretty sure that the Blood Bowl 3 ever comes out, like the new third edition that uh, he's just going to get fixed or something. So, well, new um, releases equal babies to him. Yeah, that's very interesting. And I'm look, I'm all about like getting it on. So, like, that that trumps Blood Bowl, but you don't want to have a kid every time you do it. So, like, bro, figure this out. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it sounds like he's figured something out, but uh. I mean, like, I hope these <laughs> kids are named like, uh, like Griff 
Oh, that'd be awesome. Grim Iron Jaw and things like that. So, um, although they're, they're daughters, so like, yeah, eh. Carla, Zara, Carla, and eh. Zara. Actually, Carla that'd be pretty cool. So, uh, Connor Horrocks recently said that he's a new listener, and our podcast makes the day go by faster. And we've had other new listeners write in and say that, you know, they're just glad that we're here. Honestly, guys, it's been rough. I mean, we're still trying to get stuff out. So it helps when we hear back from people like, oh, we're sure glad you're still around. Definitely makes us want to do it. I was bragging and I had this email open up, actually, the one from Connor just the other day, showing somebody like, this makes me really want to. Yeah make the time and figure out a time to podcast and talk blood bowl, you know? Yeah. So. And you know, once we start getting to play more and get to more tournaments, it'll get our blood bowl juices running better. And my job settles down. Scott's job settles down. Supposedly, hopefully everything yeah. will be better. That and like, you know, there's a, um, there's a tournament coming up in Austin. Is that correct? May 8th. Yeah. I think so. I can't remember what it's called, but if you're in the Oklahoma, Texas area and you need to go play some Blood Bowl and you feel safe doing so, you can do that. Mm-hmm. There's there's tournaments starting to open up around. I know our one of our listeners, Brendan Smith, recently went to one in Nebraska. Nebraska. And he won it. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. I, I did not know any of the results or yeah. anything like that. So Yeah, and we should be putting on Nuffleween, so we got, we got to get that started. Okay, I didn't know if you'd really be open up for that. Yeah, so for that's sure. interesting. So Well, I mean, at, unless something changes, I'm as Man. immunized as I can get. Okay. Um and then the final one that I have, uh Andrew Creedy wrote in. Uh really nice long email. Uh he wanted to give us sh- a shout out to his local friendly gaming store. I guess uh Entoyment Wargaming and Hobby Store in Poole, Dorset of England. And uh, we got to talking about things. I didn't realize, like, I recognize the name, but you know how things are sometimes where you're not really mm-hmm. sure who. He is the one behind Drew Blood Miniatures on Facebook. And he's the one that, he's done a lot of amazing teams, but I started following him because he did the JLA Figures team. Oh. Where he redid that Pro Elf, or the Elf Union team as the Justice yeah. League. Me and Jennifer really love those. We I yeah. show her off every time we had some new ones. Yeah, and he's he's got a ton of really good stuff. So, yeah, he he reached out. He's like, I think one of you follow me. I'm you know, Drew Blood Miniatures. I'm like, oh okay, yeah, that's me. I do. That's awesome. So it's always cool seeing like, you know, I don't have it. We're not so full of us that we think everyone who plays Blood Bowl knows who we are. So it's still cool, like, when I see someone that I think is cool or interesting, and then they know who we are, it's like, oh, neat, you know. But yeah, Uh, I love those figures. Almost every time we do something is, uh, and I find out people are, like, excited to hear from us. I'm, like, shocked, and I'm actually very thankful. Yeah, for sure. it, It does help a lot, so... Yeah, I don't think everybody listens to us. And I mean, the fact that, you know, GW is even sending us stuff still blo- floors me because, like, there's a ton of Blood Bowl podcasts now. And I just assume that we're still on the bottom like we always were. <laughs> I, but I, I know you keep saying that we've never been on the bottom. Even I, when I know we started. That, but it, it, at the same time, I, I, I'm, I still get shocked that, you yeah. know, like, we might be in the top five, you know? <laughs> And 
I legit mean that. I mean, like, no, like I'm, I'm not, thinking we're higher, but that's fine. You you do you. No, I'm saying like we're number one. Damn it. We're number we one. We say it at the beginning of every episode. We're number one. Don't. Okay. Well, that's that was back the joke away from is that, that we think we're number one, but we're really not. Back when there was three podcasts. No. Now that there's a lot more. Yeah. Okay. Steve's taking it. We're number one. Yep. Okay. Um, no, but seriously, I I sometimes forget that we're entertainment to other people and I, I really appreciate that. So Yeah. And like I said, with so many out there, I just still don't feel like a big boy and I might not act like it at a tournament and stuff, but when people come up and get giddy, it, it's I'm uh what's the right word? I'm enjoying it. Oh, I'm Happy? almost almost embarrassed. Not, oh. not embarrassed. Okay. I'm honored, I guess, yeah. in some ways. Like, like I can't believe that people care about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yet, at the same time, when I do listen to other podcasts, sometimes I think like, oh, we do this better because we're more down home and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So don't, I'm not saying I'm not a little arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm proud of what we do. Yeah, and that's the all that matters. We put out there, but I know it's not for everybody. Yeah, that's fine. I don't. And some episodes we cuss our face off, and so far we made it through this episode without really anything bad when i was talking about how i cussed at jews you know i probably dropped something but yeah you probably did um but that's all i have on this end um i don't think i have much more i want to thank jeff hunt for uh getting together with me and playing a a blood bowl game um even if it felt maybe a little resistant or forced because of all my work stuff but i really had a good time hanging out with jeff and playing and i kind of needed that uh man right now i'm in like this I want to play all these games yeah. and I have some artwork to do and my job is full time and my girlfriend's full time and I miss her all the time and, and my kids. kids are full time <laughs> and I'm into like, <laughs> believe it or not, folks, I'm playing this game called Digimon that came out trying to play it. And it's actually a fun mechanical game. Like the, I like the mechanics of it, not mm-hmm. necessarily the theme. And I have a few friends who play that. And I'm really enjoying Dragon Ball <laughs> Super card game because I love the the theme. And I've actually won some tournaments. Now, they're nice. not heavily attended, but, but I've still, won some tournaments. So you take uh, a win I've, when you take a win. I've been playing a crap ton of Animal Crossing for the last month. You? Yeah. So the kids have, a, well, there are two switches in the house. So oh. Esther, the girlfriend, has one, and then there's one for the family. So um, when the kids go to school and I'm at work, I've been playing. I I mean, if I were to do something while I'm working, I would be playing a lot of uh, Animal Crossing. You know, I would never really do that while I'm working. You know, maybe if it was slow or something. Anyways, um, but yeah, I've been playing Animal Crossing a lot cool it's not the most I heard exciting it's a fun game but it's like yeah living another life as an animal yeah i mean there's daily stuff to do there's you know paying off loans all <laughs> this type of stuff and i just like organizing my island and it's I, funny I, because i, it's, I see my kids do this all this time so yeah it's a good fun from what i gather non-stressful game yeah it's very relaxing right so that's cool okay uh, if that is it, then I guess we can wrap this up, say that we will be back hopefully shortly. Um, um, we're probably going to have to try to knock one out in the next couple weeks because right. I'm going to have to start some vacation. And with you have some time off and me working a few nights coming up, we're going to try. Yeah, that works perfect. 
So. Um, and then, as you said, we will be back after the end credits with some Marvel whatever talk. Marvel United. Okay. So we will be back, I guess. See ya. You can follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Real Scott Prime. And Steve at Kilowog2814. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown. So this feels kind of odd to come back to the episode after the episode is done. Right. But we're not going to talk Blood Bowl here. We're going to... Well, I will say this. We're going to talk <laughs> about Marvel United, okay. which has some really cool miniatures that if you wanted to be that guy and you could clearly mark them, you could use them for Blood Bowl. <laughs> yeah, they're awfully big, aren't they? I think they would fit with the new stuff. They'd okay. still be oversized. Okay. I would not recommend it for a tournament. So, To be fair, I have not played it in person. I have played it online. Okay. So how many games have you played at Marvel United? I think we did two. Okay. So not a big experience of it. Um, that was enough. I, that was enough. Okay. So I bought into the... I did the Kickstarter through Wizards Asylum because at the last second, Jennifer really liked the models. She thought it was cooperative play. Yeah. She likes cooperative play. She likes the models. I love her. So to make her happy, I was like, fine, I'm getting it through the store anyways. And it has Spider-Ham in it. And it had Spider-Ham in it, which was, uh, it had, <laughs> they're brilliant at their ad campaign because they have these little expansions where you don't care about anything except for maybe like one character. Like Spider-Ham was one of them in the Spider-Man set. And then the Thor set I gave no craps about, except it had Beta Ray Bill in it. And I so like Beta Ray Bill. what are we talking cost-wise? Because that was one of the things that was a complaint with Sarge when we were playing, is it seems like a giant ripoff because you got the base set through the Kickstarter and you don't even get a Spider-Man character. You have to buy expansion. Then there's other expansions and it just seemed like a lazy cash grab. Um, I mean, it's cool mini or not, so it is a cash grab. Because okay, they always fair. put out these Kickstarters with beautiful miniatures. Yeah. Um, really the stores don't benefit from a store perspective. Like for example, it said it in the Kickstarter, people did not listen or read, but it said this thing's also going to come out like at Walmart stores, yeah. at least in the base set. And that was another thing is it came out to there first before people who did the Kickstarter got theirs. Right. It came out in, from, this is just my recollection. I'm not sure if this is accurate. It came out at Walmart first before people got their Kickstarter edition of the base set. And it said from the get-go, we can send out the main box set early, and then in the next wave, you can get all the extra mm -hmm. characters and stuff like that. Now, originally, the Walmart version, instead of having Wasp in the base set, had uh, exclusive Venom as a hero. Yeah. Uh, enough people complain that seem Simon came back and they said like, oh yeah, we always meant to give you a Venom <laughs> hero. Uh, that We never were trying to get you to buy two things. So what's uh, the cost the, for the base set then? What's that? What's the cost for the base set? At Walmart, I believe it was, this is what I'm thinking. I thought it was $30. Okay. That's not horrible. At, at our store, it was $50 because That's of the cost. 
horrible. Our store cost was almost as much as what Walmart was selling it for. Jeez. So, of course, nobody would buy it from us. Yeah, of course. Um, now, the difference was is the store copy had Wasp in it, while Walmart had Venom in it. So, yeah, but who cares about Wasp versus Venom? So, this is a cooperative game. It has the little chibi figures, kind of like Arcadia Quest. Mm-hmm. The, I, the miniatures, I still think, are beautiful. Uh, they're also not needed. If these were cardboard cutouts, you could play this game just as much as you could with these. Yeah, it definitely had a 90s vibe to it. Um, when I got the base set, every character has like a little deck of cards, like 12 cards. And the way we play this, if me and Steve was playing, Steve would lay down a card, do the actions on his card. I would lay down a card. I would do the actions on my card, plus whatever actions Steve laid down. So only time you'd never have two cards worth of actions is the very first turn. So right. Steve went first, he could put down a card that says two moves and he could move twice. And then and I the, play a card down that says one punch. I could move twice and punch once and, and taking those in any turn, turn order would be fine. And there's only three things you can do. It's either punch, uh, science and. Well, it's called, I think a heroic, heroic action. action, move and punch. Yeah, I, I'm saying punch. I think they gave it a different fight. Name, but com- yeah, fight combat, whatever. Whatever it is, there's only three things you can do. So that's so Steve. When you extent. played it, did you play with the decks that had the wild card cards in there? Yeah. Okay. Only came so up I'm, like one time though. What's that? It only came up like once. So the game has the decks. I think they have a twelve card deck, and I really think it's fourteen if you keep the wild cards in there. There's a double wild card card, and there is a single card with one wild card action. Uh, when we first got it, we played by the rules that said, you know, play with all the cards. If you find it too easy, you can take out these cards. They first, it says like game levels. And I mean, really this card, this game is marketed towards kids, probably yeah. teenagers. I mean, like it's not the hardest game in the world to even understand her rules wise, but it tells you like, if you want a harder game, take out the double wild card. If you want an even more difficult game, also take out the single wild card. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking um, we took out all the wild cards. If I remember correctly, because I know they existed, but I don't think we ever pulled any. Okay. Um, also it's a game. Like if you've ever played pandemic before, I could say like, Oh, Hey, I'm going to move over here and do this. Steve, if you could do this, then yeah. we could do this. Like you could kind of coach if you wanted to. You could tell people like, hey, uh, I could actually stop that if you could get me, help me move. And then Jennifer would lay down an action that hadn't gave me a chance to move and punch or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I think we lost once, maybe twice. I could be wrong on that. I think we actually legitimately lost once. And I think we played the rules wrong and lost another time. But we played... a. I want to say around 10 games, eight to 10 Jeez. games. We played two we would, and we beat the first one. Two. Yeah. And then we lost the second one, which was against the Sinister Six. Okay. So do you know who you played the first time? Mm. The villain? Was it like Red Skull? Was it? I don't remember. Ultron? Was it Taskmaster? Taskmaster? Yeah. Because okay. I picked Taskmaster. Every villain does have like unique ways to win. Yeah. They have, they have their own deck where they move around and stuff like that. You can kind of predict some of these things. So what Brad asked is like kind of our analysis of it. Um, 
you said you'd never have to, you'd never play it again um i have no desire to ever play it again no it's very simplistic it's very okay. like i like the villains you're right the villains are very different but the actual gameplay and the gameplay mechanics it's is very it's sim- one step above candyland to almost that extent Oh, I didn't think it was that bad. Oh, I, I mean, I, it's it's you you see what's there, and then you add to it, and then you're building up, and like, it's fine, but it is very not exciting. I would call this, if you had to, if I had to put a finger on it, I would call this not. If you could take the category of medium game, and go to a very light subcategory, yeah, that's where I'd put this. Yeah. Um, like I said, we lost legitimately, I think, one time, and then we figured out that like if the board gets overran by thugs and captured civilians, you could lose the game. Yeah. And so that never became a problem again. Um, then me and Jennifer played some games where we did not communicate like, oh, crap, I'm stuck. If I could only move out of here, I could do this. It became a lot more difficult then, but we still never lost. I then played it with my children because I figured they're the target audience being, you know, at the time they were 10 and 13. We played it and I let them speak about coaching, but I did not coach them at all. Okay. Um, It was much more difficult that way. Um, But this is playing with just the main box set uh, that came with the game. It was okay. I, I, and, and I told Jennifer, I was like, when this Kickstarter rest of this comes in, I'll be more interested to play all the different villains and different heroes to see if it's more difficult. Um, so what I'm going off with now is to tell Brad is like the other night we opened the stuff up. We ran, not randomly. I, I chose MODOK because I wanted to see the bottle. <laughs> uh, we picked MODOK. Uh, his little side villains and stuff were very themey. He had unique mechanics, which was really refreshing from the box set. And really the box, the main box set should be easy if you're introducing this to kids and families. So I kind of get that. Um, we played with spider ham. Cause I wanted, we just picked our heroes. Jennifer wanted to play with Howard, the duck and Gary wanted to play with daredevil. So we played with those built those heroes. We actually felt like we were going to lose several times. And really it came down to our final turn. Like, in theory, we could have easily lost the game. I feel like maybe, but maybe I'm just over analyzing it because we just never played Modoc before. Like if we played Modoc again, maybe we'd have a greater handle on it. I would still categorize this after playing the, the base set, you know, eight to 10 times mm-hmm. and getting tired of it saying it's not that fun because I like a cooperative game where we win 50% of the time. It's hard. I don't even care about that. I just want it to be fun when I'm playing it. Like I, I've had fun. Okay. Like Actually, the other night when we were playing with Spider-Ham, Daredevil, and Howard the Duck was super fun because we were making up stuff as we went. It was also the first time to play with those characters, so maybe that's why it was fun. Yeah, and again, you made up stuff. Um, especially when you're paying that much for a game because of all the different expansions. Yeah, it's I like a rather, $200 money hole. Yeah, sure. and that's redonkulous. Um, for sure. It's way too much. It's way too simplistic. 
I got no... I, again, I played it digitally, so maybe there'd be some more enjoyment face-to-face, -face, but the the game itself did not provide the enjoyment. Um, <laughs> I don't want to tell you to go spend $200, Brad, but what I do want to say is I had a lot more fun in that game the other night, and my hope is, is over this next week and a half... I play it a ton more. I already told Jennifer, like, this is the only game we're going to play, and we're going to try to fit it in as much as we can because currently there's an X-Men Kickstarter for X-Men United that to me has, from, like, a childhood point of view of, like, oh, I love that character and this character, yeah. I'd rather have the X-Men stuff than this stuff I have. And then the Star Jammers expansion, the X-Force expansion. Oh, there's the all those things. Gold there's, uh, Team expansion, the... There's so many free miniatures that you're getting to or, you know, but you're going to pay another $200 if you want. Yeah. Um, to each their own. And like I said, I, I'm not a hardcore gamer. I'm not, you know, that's very evident whenever sure. we talk about it. So to me, it, the actual mechanics of this game do not warrant me ever wanting to play it. Right. I And, and you saying that, I'm not going to be offended at all. I'm not going to stick up yeah. for this game. No, I understand. Because... It is what it is. It is uh, halfway made up, at least, by Eric Lang, who's a a big-time game designer. But he's had some duds, too. But he's also done stuff like Chaos in the Old World, which we've played together. Mm -hmm. He's done uh, Rising Sun, uh, Blood Rage, stuff like that. So yeah, those are bits. all good games. Yeah, I do think this is aimed for a family experience. You know, Jennifer, even, she she doesn't mind competitive or cooperative games where we win 80 percent of the time she likes it she likes to win yeah uh but she even felt like it was too easy uh our buddy sarge who you played with with the sinister six he said it was much more difficult so yeah but it was difficult makes... however we now know how to defeat them you have to take out sandman sandman was our only weakness because his health goes up you take him out okay. you focus on him then you take out the rest it's not that big a deal okay we and, think, though. I don't. I don't know. And again, it it is a good family game for the simplistic side. That's not a bad thing. But for me, when I'm playing a game, that's not what I want. Um, overall, today, I'm not mad that I purchased this Kickstarter from my store. Good. I don't know what I'm going to do with all these boxes because there's so many extra miniatures that I'm going to have to have another game shelf just to. I mean, I'm going to have to consolidate somehow. Yeah. I look forward to playing more games of this. I'm looking forward to playing different villains that are not in the main box set. And I hope that next time we do a podcast or something, I can say I'm really enjoying this. But I definitely think another reason it was fun to play the other night with Gary and Jennifer is we did not coach each other one. We agreed that we're not going to say a word of what we need or how to get out of situations. Okay. And we just played it like that and tried to like, I think, I think you might need this. I'll see if that helps you out. And sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. And maybe that was part of the fun of it, you know? So, um, like you're going to have to really decide and watch some videos, Brad, <laughs> if you want to purchase this game, I am 70% sure I'm going to back the X-Men campaign, even though I probably shouldn't. Because I doubt I'm going to play this game 55 times in my life. So, it's the Grumpy Gamer and the Gamey Grump. That's who we are. <laughs> You're the Gamey Grump, and I'm the Grumpy Gamer. 
Because you're a grump and you like to play games. I get grumpy when I play games. So there we go. That's true. New podcast. Um, I'm looking forward to, in the stuff I have, there is a, um, like, Infinity Gauntlet thing with Thanos. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that Sinister Six thing, which should be harder. I know the X-Men one really triggers on my, like, when I first got into comics, you know, like the first appearance with Apocalypse and those first, like, four horsemen, Mm -hmm. you know those characters are in the x-men set so it really is tugging on my heartstrings and they know what audience they're going after they're going to the the 40 plus people who have the money to waste 200 dollars to play this game with their kids (laughs) for sure so if we had to rank it out of if 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 we're 4g grumpy gamer and gamer gamey grump then uh, out of four g's what do you give it oh man based on my early Based on my early experience, I would say it was too easy. One G, but has great like components. After my last experience, I'm very I'm a hopeful three G. Okay. But it's only if we play it under the rules I set up, which we're not coaching. Yeah. Because pandemic to me is very easy if you coach too. Yeah. It's harder, and that's where I want this game to be. Pandemic sometimes can just beat your butt and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, that's what I want this game to do too. I'd, I'd really like to play a few games of this and go, we just got trashed. Yeah. I'm- and playing Modoc, he had cards in his deck. If they were shuffled randomly and they would have came out right, he really could have kicked our butts because he had a mechanic where he flips over hero cards. Yeah. And if he flips over all the hero cards in the storyline, he wins. If he would have got to some of those early we really could have got been in trouble. So. Okay. I would give it one and a half. I mean, it's a game. It's fine. It's just nothing it is, special. It is very fiddly. If you do not putting like little cardboard chits everywhere and then moving cardboard chits everywhere and taking cardboard Jeez. chits off and this and that, it is um, very fiddly. So, so I would probably give it a one if I was playing it in real life. So Tabletop Simulator, I would not recommend if people want to play games for <laughs> online. I mean, never do that. Right. That's... Um, anyways, I'm a sucker for kind of like superhero stuff too, though. So with Marvel United, with legendary, with the DC deck building game with Marvel champions, which I don't know if you've ever played that all of those games go to me wanting to play hero clicks, but there's better ways to play hero clicks. Yep. I I get you. I understand that. So I'm still stuck in the mode of like, ah, this game's a better way to play hero clicks. <laughs> so anyways, that, that's my overall review. Do your research. If I think if you have kids, I think it's a, a be a really great, like kind of family game. So. Okay. Well, that wraps it up for the four G podcast, Gamer Grump and Grumpy Gamer. You know somebody there's a million four G podcasts, so you can't even capitalize on that. Probably is. <laughs> we'll do the five G. Now now quad Quad G, you could probably do Quad G. Quad G. Like quad, it sounds like, like a little four. yeah, but that's like a hunchback uh, gamer yeah. logo, like Quad G. Yeah, like well, yeah, like a Quado. Yeah, it's a logo, like a Quado. Mm-hmm. Okay, someone <laughs> right. draws up that logo. All right, yeah, that's great, and um, <laughs> thanks for listening to the end of this because you just listened to probably a very long podcast. So, yeah, probably. Okay, see ya. See ya.